Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, easy. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Here we are with my guest, David Trapp. This episode has been coming for a long time. And uh, to think that we're sitting here right now, um, we'll get into the story about just how far we've come. It's actually pretty wild. And, uh, and I hope y'all enjoy the episode. Um, so we'll just hop right into it, you know? Evan, um, thanks for, thanks for having me in your, uh, super magical van. Absolutely, man. It's been a, it's been a fun project and it's, it's so sick to, to sit back now and, and just enjoy it. And, uh, to have you on as the first guest and friend that's Thank you very in much. here and, and making it happen. It's an honor. It's true. Well, I mean, you've been doing it the whole time in a straight line. Right when I met you, like, I'm going to go do this. And then you came back and I don't know when you had the van dream, you manifested this within <laughs> like, what? I don't know. How long did it take you to think of this and then make it happen? A matter of months, man. It was probably about like nine months from like when I decided I was going to get a van. It actually started with a... uh a mini school bus and uh the idea when i started thinking about that more you know i wanted something that was dependable i didn't want to put 10 grand into a school bus and they start breaking down on me and shit so um yeah as soon as i got back you know um put it all in motion and it's been beautiful to to watch it happen and it's cool to to actually be inside someone's you know dream yeah like like (laughs) this concept yeah and since i met you you're like, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And you come back and you're like, I'm going to start this, this, and this. And you've done it so quickly. It's been, uh, it's been happening so naturally, you know? Um, you know, I think, uh, well, first off when we, when I just got back, um, well, I think we should just get into like how we met and the full story. You know, I think that's a good starting I mean, point. Tell it, tell it from your perspective. Cause I was just yeah. there working. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, so interesting story for me um complete representation of of how austin works for me um but it's a funny story so uh i was out on a run and uh i was home on leave from the navy and i went to the park and uh took a hit of acid and hung out hung out for the day and uh that turned into a run and then so i hit the trail and Went out, probably ran about like 10 miles or so. Um, <laughs> and still then, still yeah. like tripping? Oh, yeah. And then wow. it was probably like four or five o'clock and 
I realized that Whole Foods was having his uh a nighttime yoga series. So I just happened to be, I think it was Wednesday it, night, yeah, right? Yeah, it was at like six. Yeah, at six. And so uh, I grabbed my mat and made my way over to Whole Foods. And uh, I got there a little late and I was like, there's like a hundred people up on this rooftop all starting their flow. And I was the guy that like had to make his way to the back because he's running late. And, and were, uh, you, were you still feeling? Still feeling pretty good. And uh, so I made my way to the back and you know, it was a hot day that day. It was the middle of summer. And uh, I remember just trying to keep up in this flow after that run. And and uh, I think we were going through uh, a down dog or something. I looked up and I was like, man, this, this one, David was the live DJ at this series. And uh, the vibe was incredible. And um, so from the back of this, this flow and, you know, 100 people in front of me, I, I was watching David. And, uh, you know, I could kind of see his aura and <laughs> I was like, that dude's tripping too. <laughs> I could see it. I knew it. And so I made it through the class and, uh, I went up to David and I totally was. And, uh, I think we, we chopped it up and, and solved all the world's problems for about three hours while we packed up your equipment. And, yeah. And, uh, I remember that day too, you know, yeah. like a lot happens in life, but to remember, meeting someone and then being able to relive like the visual impact of like capturing such a long moment is super rare. Yeah. And I can still see that in my mind. Totally. The whole conversation on the roof. Yeah. It was, and, I mean, everything we said and, you know, every topic and we and wanted to start a community. Yeah. We wanted to build a business that would support the growth that would support our life that we could give back to share to other people. And we didn't, quite know how we were going to do it, but we thought we did. And it was going to come from, you know, health and wellness and uh, like yoga and meditation and nutrition and music and art. Right. All and of it. All of it. All the, all the good things that mm -hmm. we're into. And together, you and I, you said, I'm going to go to Japan for two years. And I'm going to come back and this thing's going to be going off. Yeah, man. And so, here we are. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I still had two years left in the Navy. And to think that I was under a contract that was limiting my ability to pursue my dreams. And, you know, people have heard me talk about this before, but in that environment um, where every move and every decision was dictated um, by someone else um, was pretty tough, especially with a couple of years left, because I spent so much time thinking about what would be ideal, you know, in terms of what I would spend my time doing, um, who I would enjoy working with. And um, those last two years, I, I didn't necessarily have that in my life, but I had plenty of time to think of, about how I would like to do that. And so coming home on leave and catching a glimpse of the city that I knew and loved um, was very realistic for me to start to see how it was going to fall into place. And, you know, I've pursued so many dreams in my life um, that it's led to a lot of personal growth because a lot of them I've come up short. Um, that's what makes me the man I am today. And um, I'm so thankful for all of those failures and shortcomings, um, just simply for the fact that now, I've learned what does resonate, what I do want to pursue uh, on an intuitive level. 
And being able to do that, you know, with friendships and network and um, opportunity from that intuition level is the key, at least to my success. Um, The more that I stay out of my own way, the more that I pay attention to the opportunity and the people that surround me, um, the more I fall in love with this world because I'm not trying to be too cute. I'm not trying to be too creative. I'm not telling myself that I'm the man and I'm all knowing. Um, I think there's a level of existence here where we can learn to identify you know, our emotions and our own personal state enough to where we can stay out of our own way and start to connect and meet people um, within their eyes and really get a feel for what they're about instead of just surface level interactions where we're telling each other and trying to be liked. I walked up to David. I saw David from a distance and many friends since where I knew they were my homies without a word, you know? And once you develop an eye for that and a feeling for that on a, a you know, a vibrational level or frequency yeah. level, then you can start to kind of play in this world. Yes. You know, I've been feeling that exact thing since 2021 started more specifically like this last three months, like reflecting on who are my friends around me? Mm. What is my community? Um, who am I resonating with? And people that I thought I resonated with, I was weirdly clouded by judgment or my intuition was off. And I noticed that I could see my failures in choosing characters of people, different people, opportunities. And then I could look back and say that didn't work because they weren't meant for me. Right. Right. And then I start to attract very quickly the newer people and the new opportunities. And that's, it's been really interesting with getting out of your own way and listening to your intuition is, you know, when you walk up to someone, like you said, what's in front of most people is probably their ego mm-hmm. or it's like anxiety or something else. It's not them. But if you can let go of who we are trying to be and just be, then and you get to interact with new people and expand your network and um, you can listen to your intuition and, and be totally. more patient with life. Yeah. And that's what I've been feeling. What you said just kind of like triggered that in me because mm-hmm. I've been really paying attention to the relationships that were more toxic than I thought because for some reason I I wasn't able to identify that this was a bad relationship. Right. But now right. And it may have it. been a good one um, previously. Right. You know, but that's something that has changed in 2020 and 2021 is people are recognizing that surface level relationships aren't enough. And I think it took some solitude. It took some um, forced or kind of um, forced solitude in a sense where people, you know, didn't have the ability to interact socially the way they have been you know, which, um, you know, in a way bothered me, um, a few years back, everything felt very shallow and fake. And, um, and I just feel like I didn't fit in. And now I can almost go around those same groups or circles or friends and people are having real conversations again about real values. And, um, I think just, you know, the short amount of time that people spent inside their own heads or, you it's know, like we just literally got job. a timeout. Totally. Putting put time out. Yeah. And it's not all bad, man. And, you know, secondly, to touch on 
you know, that some relationships are temporary. And I think it's a lot easier on us in this world to navigate our way through life where it's okay for a relationship, um, even friends or romantically um, to move on and that they were perfect for a certain phase of our life. Right. Um, but that may not be the case anymore. Um, you know, whether it's what you spend your time doing um, or what you enjoy doing in this world. And there are so many fucking rad people out there. Right. And like we put this back on a level of what Austin is right now and think about how many people are moving to this beautiful city and they're brand new in a city and they picked up everything they own and they left their jobs or maybe they're working remotely and you know the stress of moving and finding a new place and making new friends and all of these things that we take for granted because we're here but right. it takes a lot of guts to pick up and move cities in your late teens early 20s late 20s maybe you left a successful job because you realized you weren't happy but people took those chances and they're here now right they know now we don't have to say it anymore on the podcast right. Austin is weirdly one of the the best cities in the United States i think so yeah man it's 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 growing um there's a lot of opportunity the people that are moving here seem to be optimistic and ready to contribute um and they're showing up pretty open minded and i think that's what's beautiful about it um because you know maybe maybe they won't you know shortly if they don't feel like they belong here or they have a sense of community or we're not prevalent as the people that know and love the city and know the vibe that we kind of operate on. Um, if we're not out there in the middle of it and showing these people we'll lose how the we roll, yeah, we'll lose that sense. Because, you know, we all know like, yes, it's a lot of people from California and New York that are coming here and the people that are moving here yeah, some people are poor and they're college kids and whatever, but a lot of them have a lot of money mm -hmm. and they're changing the infrastructure. They're inviting their friends. They're, there's artists coming here. There's yeah. different professional artists of all sorts. Yeah. And uh, Austin is changing. So it's like, that's why we're doing things like this. Yeah. It's up to us. It's up to somebody in Austin to keep the community and to create the new culture so that the new people that are, like you said, hopefully open-minded can be a part of what we're creating totally. instead of new people come in, change the culture. And, and it's like, do we get a chance to be a part of it? Yeah. Is it our culture? Right. Or do we get kicked out of our space? Yeah. It's like you say all the time, off, right? Own your space. Yep. This is our space. It's not like a fight. Of course we want people to be here. Of course I want to move states. But if you come to a state, right? If I go to Colorado... I'm not going to try and change their culture, I don't think. It's already kind of there, right? Right. When you come to Austin, I hope these people from LA, with all yeah. their money, I, I hope they make cool things, but I uh, hope they don't change our culture. Right. So and it's up to us. I think it's simply a fact that people get accustomed to living a certain way. And I think in a good way, when you move and you come to a new place, you're very impressionable. Um, you start to adapt. Um, if there's a, pre a culture prevalent that you like and you agree with and align with and it makes you feel um, you know, like you belong or that you have a place. And I think that's what's so beautiful about Austin. And it's not new. 
this place since the 1960s been like this. has always been a place where people escaped um, or moved in. And, and, and why was because it was a, a more liberal city in the middle of conservative Texas. Um, it's still conservative around here because it's still Texas. But what that does is it creates a sense of freedom, you know, and that's generationally been the case since the 60s and 70s. And, um, you know, we we stand, you know, on the backs of those that have have made this city what it is now. And we grew up in that, man. We grew up in that that culture where we had Leslie running around um, in women's underwear. And I knew it was weird, but it wasn't necessarily wrong. Right. right? Like he's just doing his thing. No and one was protesting. Dude, him. There's a lot of places in America and around the world where that wouldn't fly, especially around the world. Oh no. They, and, they would throw him in jail. Yeah. And, and then also, you know, just having art, having street art, um, having the music scene, you know, what Stevie Ray Vaughan did for Austin um, and so many bands since then. Oh, yeah. And we're about to get that back, man. That's Live right. music is making its the comeback. The music's here. Venues have been taken down for nearly <laughs> exactly a year. Yeah. And we've lost a lot of venues. Probably probably lost some some producers and bands and all kinds of things. Totally. And um, that sucks. But there's a lot of people that have new music and new art. And they're ready yeah. to share it. And man, are the people, like you said, of course they're open-minded. But they're more open-minded about art and music and culture than they've ever been right now. Ever. They want to be out. And they now they want to share it. Totally. In a physical community. Because we get it. It's fun on the phones. But they haven't had an opportunity to get back yeah. to the culture. Yeah. And there's a lot of new music that people haven't heard live. Yeah. Which is insane at the rate technology and things move. Mm -hmm. We've had no year of live music being pumped at us. Yeah, man. I mean, these artists, artists had the chance to go within and to find solitude and recreate their craft and to re-identify what values they wanted to bring out back onto the road. Because, you know, artists have a lot of pressure from expectation and, you know, impression. And then when, um, you we, know, we put that on ourselves, yeah, you know, you do, uh, whether you're famous or not. Yeah. And then, you know, the ability to get back into a creative space on your own, we'll, we'll see what they pump out, you know, as a musician yourself, how much more time oh have you had to spend on your crafts? This, this last year, it's, it's pretty crazy. It feels like, <laughs> it feels like I've been spending three years on just creating music, learning, collabing with people teaching people and then just recycling that entire experience mm -hmm. and then watching relationships go in and out and all these new musicians and more talented, better, you know, collaborations just showing up. Yeah. And it's because of this practice and this consistency and the reflection. And we said, this is what we want. This is what we're doing. And I have so much music gear in my apartment studio that I didn't get. I didn't have to buy. It just showed up. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is, this is beautiful. And all of this because of a, a pandemic that was totally. the so far, you know, it's weird to say this, but it's been a huge blessing in my life as a creative person, as an artist, as just a human to give me time to reflect and time to practice my crafts. Totally. And it's worked. Yeah, man. I'm in the same boat. Um, in another sense, you know, um, when COVID hit, I was, uh, I was actually in Guam 
um at a beachside resort chilling no dude we were working but still beachside <laughs> in guam i was going for ocean swims every day um i was on a tropical you know island in the middle of the pacific and uh so covid hit and they gave us 12 hour notice that we were getting flown back to japan um so as soon as we touched down on the tarmac back in japan um we had the marine uh police kind of escort three busloads of sailors like back to our rooms. Um, they put us in our rooms and taped the doors. And why were they quarantining you in Japan? Why? Yeah, they flew us back to Japan to quarantine us just so they could uh, manage their forces better. There's more forces there, right? So they're trying to get everybody that was on detachments around the world back to base where they could control the spread. Right. Right. But we didn't have any of this information. We got told that we were there's a virus and we were getting quarantined and then at most it would be a few days. Um, so by the time that we got back to Japan and they put us in our rooms and taped the doors um, and had the fact they told us that we couldn't open our windows uh, because they were afraid that this virus was going to blow through the windows, right? Um, that turned in, we did 23 days in quarantine in that about eight by nine or 10 room. Um, they deliver meals two to three times a day, which weren't worth a shit. I saw um, your meals on Instagram. It, it was so bad. It made me really sad. And I was thinking, he was like, man, he's he's in he's in a military quarantine in another country. Mm-hmm. Your food looks so bad. It was bad. And you look so part. Did, did you have a bathroom in your room? I did. Yeah, thankfully. Sh- shower? Shower, yep. No roommate. It was uh, 20, 23 days? Solitary confinement. Uh, in Japan and it was dude it was so strange because th- we couldn't get any information on what was going on did you have a laptop um, I did yeah thankfully I mean it wasn't solitary confinement you know I had Wi-Fi and a laptop right um, but you know at that at that point I'd been through a lot and um, I had a lot of tools you know I, I had set myself up pretty good um, physically and mentally for things that I could go to um, inside of that space and you know, it made me sad as well because I knew that there was guys and girls down the hall that didn't have that didn't have those tools, man. You were yeah. meditating, mm-hmm. working out, riding. Yeah, yeah, man. So um, I wanted to keep structures very important to me. I needed to maintain that because I knew, you know, I have the potential to go pretty deep depressions, and um, I knew that that was going to be the recipe. If oh yeah, I wasn't Ru- routine. It's yeah. the, the most important thing I've mm-hmm. ever learned in my life. Me too. I think my father tried to show me yeah. from a very young age. Yeah, I have no idea what he meant because I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not waking up that early for certain things. Yeah. But I figured it out, and let me tell you, yeah, routine is it works, man. It's the key to my success because then you can keep your momentum that you earn because you can identify where you're losing it. If you're just free for all and through through an uh, you through don't a know day, the problems. yeah, you don't know where your wasted energy is going. But yeah, so I needed to maintain that, man. So I'd wake up still at like seven um, because of the time difference. That was a good window to FaceTime friends and family and chop it up, get some interaction via webcam, and uh, and then at that point I would um, I'd drop in a little bit and. Uh, I would unroll my yoga mat on the floor and I had a 55 pound kettlebell and a uh, steel bell and some bands 
And I'd work out on that yoga mat and stretch and flow and do animal flow and yoga. I did it for about like six or seven hours. Would you say you came out of your quarantine, your solitary confinement, stronger and better? And it was like, I was, it was such a transformational period for me um, in developing a relationship with my body that I've been putting off for so long. I had the time, I had the space, I had the tools. And nothing was standing in my way throughout that day of just dropping in and feeling for the first time. I didn't have a work schedule. Um, I didn't have anywhere to be. And I could just sit in that room and move and listen. And during that time, I went, I did three quarantines in total. Um, and when I feel like time is just ticking by and I'm not being productive, it eats at me, man. And so I knew that my time was coming to an end in the military and that on the other side of this, that I would have the chance to establish myself and create a life. And I wanted that to be ideal. And I've realized that this modern world that we live in gives us the ability to do that, right? It's just how. And so I had the time to sit there. And so I would stretch and move and I've developed my physical practice. And then the other time I spent getting my business ready. So by the time I moved to the US, um, through those quarantines, I was able to set up you know, all my taxes, um, business accounts, bank accounts. I was able to establish my LLC. Um, and you know, I just made the most of it. And so that's why you know, when I did get out, at the end of over six years, um, That's I was smart. in full motion by the time I got back and, you know, takes us back to that rooftop at Whole Foods where, you know, I said, David, you know, I got two years left in the military. And you were on leave? I was so on leave for a matter of days. For a few days. Yeah, maybe five days. Um, and that was before I went to Japan. And I remember telling you all those things that I, I was going to make happen when I got back and to have that clarity at that moment, as far as, you know, what I was looking forward to creating was community and putting out events and involving music and artists. Being and, who we wanted to be. Yeah, dude. And, and attracting our dreams. Yeah. And that two years ticked down to a year and then six months and then a month and a matter of days. And then I was back. And I think I was home for maybe 48 hours before um, I was offered an interview over at on a gym um, to be a coach there. And I'd been telling myself I was going to do that for about two years as well. That's pretty immediate. Um, and you didn't have it pretty set up, right? You got here and then I knew hours. a couple people over there. And so I started messaging them a few months out and getting in their ear. But the fact that it actually happened was a big push for me because, you know, no matter who you are, how well prepared for that transition you were, um, it was going to be hard. You know, you hear a lot about a vets getting out and a transition being tough. And so I sat with myself and I visualized how hard it was going to be. What was going to throw me off? Was it, was it tough for you? Would you say, was it, it was it, not, I didn't think it would it be. It was not. You were already ready. From I had the time. I had a plan. I mean, maybe 50 steps. I mean, it wasn't numbered. It wasn't meticulous about how I approached it, but I had a checklist of the things that I needed to do. Um, to stay busy and start my ideal life. And so that was, you know, buy a van, 
um, have my first event. And so I, I just started checking those things off. And I think I bought this van after I was home for a week. I think I had my first event two weeks after I got home um, where we had, you know, 12 of my friends and a speaker set up and Tyler came through and uh, that was the first day that we started working together. And, um, and it was just falling into place, but then, you know, just to watch how Austin responded, you know, beyond friends and family. And this is also happening in a pandemic still. It was, yeah. So you started it and then we had to like, we're all figuring out what is community right now? What am I allowed to do? Yeah. And, and as many people that told me, Hey man, it's not the time to start a business. And I would look at them and be like, it's not the time to own a business. It's not the time to start a business, but guess what? There was new ways of doing business. There was new ways of you know, taking to the parks and creating space because people had nowhere to go. All of their outlets that they were used to were gone. So and really, really, that was the perfect time to capitalize because people needed to go get out. The weather was good. What could we do? We could go to the city parks, which now more than ever, there's more people at Zilker on a you know, Friday, True. Saturday night than ever before. It's definitely because, been a wave, like you said, of isolation yeah. causing people to, you know, not just want to be out, mm-hmm. but they don't take these things for granted anymore. Not anymore. When we're outside, we're outside and it's kind of a different way. You're enjoying yourself, you're living your life, and it's apparent that this is a place where that is flourishing. It's awesome. And then, you know, to say how those, for those of you that don't know, um, in the fall, I was doing uh, boot camps outdoors and um, we started getting uh, live DJs and artists involved. And I think we got the last event, I think it was the fifth weekend, probably had like 60 or 70 people um, who were all ecstatic to be out there and and David was doing his craft. And um, I think that is, uh, it was so special to share. It was like you told everybody live, you're like, I have planned this for like two years and then six months and boom, here we are. You literally made the first steps of your dream happen and you got to bring your friends into it and be a part of Austin. And here we are. Yeah, man. So I think um, what those events kind of did for us at this point um, is they laid down the blueprint for me and for this city of, you know, what I was trying to promote. Um, My goals and visions um, have basically come true, but they have changed and evolved and grown so naturally that I'm, I'm not writing these things down anymore. I'm just flowing. Yes. And so what that allowed me to do was I pushed through that transition. I had a plan. I had a vision. Um, but what I did was now I've allowed myself to be mobile enough. I mean, we're sitting in a van on four wheels right now where I knew that I could go where the demand was. And so that's why I'm always saying, own your space, create your space, right? Because these are the things that I want to do. Um, and they're attracting all the right people. Um, whether we're working together or helping or people are just coming out. It's all about the space, man. That's all it's about. Whether the space is your house, 
your van that's a half workout, half live-in, uh, or even a recording studio, like uh, the space you create is what allows you to attract the people and, and new ideas. Yeah, it sets the tone. It creates the vibe. And the website. You it, know. it allows the energy to flow correctly. And that's all what we're surrounded by. That's, and if we can do that, yeah. That's what the most important part. It's like I record music and so I have to make sure my studio, my space looks a certain way, feels a certain way so that the artist or myself or even friends come in and they say the same thing every time. Whoa, mm -hmm. this is awesome. Yep. What a vibe. Yeah. And by I've barely done anything to make that happen. It's just conscious uh, looking at your space, your life, mm -hmm. where you're at and make it as good as you can. Yeah. How is this going to allow me to feel more free um, and be creative? Um, what kind of spaces do I need to um, frequent? And we need more spaces. That? We do. Except just Zilker Park. It's a great space. Yeah. It's getting quite crowded <laughs> and, and no one is able to go anywhere else except some of the national parks and stuff and the yeah. green belts. Yeah. Well, that's always great, but we need, we need some community everywhere. Yeah, culture. And everybody has different things that they enjoy doing, right? I miss but, live music. That yeah. was, frankly, the only reason I went outside or for a very good friend. Mm. But most of the time, I'd stay home and yeah. work on my craft or relax and enjoy life. But I miss live music because it was phenomenal. Yeah, And there was no fear. When you'd see someone, different nationalities, uh, different groups of people, they're all enjoying this music just living their lives and yeah. no one's thinking that guy's too close to me or they breathing on me or mm. they sick do they have it he's not wearing a mask oh my god we're all gonna be fine yeah yeah it's fine this is good we're living and so yeah i don't mean so doing I miss that, that yeah doing that, that feeling me too man i think and it's coming back and when it does it's going to be more special than ever. It's going to be the right people too, you know, yeah, because yeah. guess what? This shift that's happened mm -hmm. has literally made, sad to say it, a lot of people very fearful. Mm -hmm. We know that. Yeah. But the people that aren't afraid and the people that want to get back in it, guess what? We're here. Yeah. And the people will be more hyped than ever and happy to see everybody. And we won't have any different variations and frequency of people. It's going to be stronger. It's going to be more fun aligned. and uh, aligned. And we're here for it. Yeah. It's no, happening. There is, I think there is a shift and you Let's know, go. something that, that has helped me. Um, I heard a quote, I can't remember who, where I heard it. Um, but it was, it's not our job to awaken, awaken all the sleeping sheep. It's our job to awaken all the sleeping lions. And that has stuck with Ooh. me. I loved it. Ooh, that I hits. loved it. You know, because you I've, don't expect where you're going with that quote. No. And they're like, oh, that's yeah. lit. Yeah. Because there's more ability to influence people with less energy. That's right. Because we're not going to be able to grab our friends and family, can't get everybody. And even strangers, and shake them and go, hey, man, wake up. You know, it's not going to happen. A lot I did of all that don't at first and I didn't yeah. realize it. But as you go on a few years, mm -hmm. you, you start to realize how you come off to people, how yeah. you interact with people. Yeah. And you can, you can be a lot more relaxed yeah. than you ever imagined to get your point across. And I have, I've helped more people understand what I'm about by saying a lot less. Yeah, you're not wasting your energy and either. People will say what I want them to now. Right. And I don't have to come at people anymore. And it was very stressful. Mm -hmm. But 
no one tells you how to learn that lesson. No. It's something you figure out as, oh, I'm, I'm more enlightened, but how do you interact with people now? Good luck. Yeah. Figure it out. Yeah. And I, and I think that the key, I've been thinking about that a lot. And I think that the key isn't by awakening all the sleeping lions, right? It's not, hey, this is the right way. This is the wrong way. The way that we awaken other lions, right? And in this, in this sense, I'm going to switch that word to leaders. How do we awaken all the other leaders is simply by stepping up and putting you know, what we're saying into action. I think action inspires action. It's not going to, not people going around and saying, hey, look at me. This is the right way. Everybody should do this. Fuck that. Everybody's different. Everybody has different ways of showing up. Everybody has different things to contribute. But what I think about is special about this place is Austin, Texas, is that people are showing up and they are leaders in their own sense. And they are established in their career fields and they're passionate about what they do. But what makes this place special is they are willing to approach one another, share what they do, listen to one another, not just judge one another on what they do and you know, question, hey, is this good enough? Like, Can we interact because what they do is deemed successful in my eyes? That's not the, ev- the level we operate on. Instead, people here they're friendly enough and kind enough to approach one another and listen to what each other are passionate about. And instead of thinking too much about why they do what they do, they start to think in their own minds, okay, how could I help this person or how could this person help me in a genuine manner? Right. And that is the key to collaborative efforts that is so special that I've never seen anywhere in the world. It's definitely a Texas vibe. And it is. It's an Austin vibe. It is. Or so. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've lived a lot of places. I've got a lot of friends from different places. And, you know, not everybody interacts on a level where you hold the door for one another and you say hello or you wave at each other on back roads. It doesn't happen in other know? states. No, it doesn't. If it happens in Colorado, that person's from Texas. Yeah. And it's, and it's not happening much here anymore. I mean, I go home and I still drive down the back roads and I wave at every car and everybody's so nice. And you know, yeah, but you, it's also not as popular that I get a wave back. Not the way it was when I was a kid. That's right. It's definitely not happening that much anymore. Right. And on that subject, when I walk around now, whether I'm at my home or out and about, people have not interacted with each other normally. We get that. And so I've been making it a small effort to when I see people I just literally say, hi, what's up? Yep. I don't say anything else. I'm trying to get people warmed back up, you know, like you yep. are, yep. to come back out, to talking to more people again, and don't be scared that I'm sick because I don't have it. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, just saying hello and asking people how they're doing, um, that I wouldn't say I took it for granted. I always appreciated it. Man, but is, now that leaving kind of hard. Yeah. But uh. leaving and coming back, man. Um, now I appreciate it on a whole nother level, especially living abroad. I mean, when I lived in Japan and I was interacting, which was an amazing experience. I love Japan. Right. Um, but there was no small talk because of a language barrier. Right. And so not only was I isolated, um, in a, <laughs> in communication. In a interactive sense. Yeah. But it made me wow. miss home that much more because this was a place, Austin, Texas, Dripping Springs, middle of Texas was a place where 
there wasn't only small talk or little interactions, but they were genuine. You know, um, people have the ability to operate on a genuine level where we truly do care, you know, how you are doing. Most, but we, most people are, are in a hurry. Mm-hmm. They're stressed out. They're yeah. anxious or they have a family and a job is also stressful. Right. Which uh, is fine. And that's most you know, people. Yeah. So it's hard to get out of your head yeah. and say, you know, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I yeah. have time. Yeah. Most people don't have patience and our concept of time is really thrown off just yeah. as humanity. Yeah. It's not real. You can relax. You can take a deep breath. Yeah. And she's not going anywhere. Chill out. And then you can talk to people longer. <laughs> and if you don't like them, you can go on a walk longer and not talk to them. Yeah. But so yeah. Austin, Texas, I mean, what is a, it's a place where you can just fucking chill. I was brought here. I mean, I got to say, <laughs> I've lived in Texas my whole life. Hated. Yeah. Everywhere I lived. Yep. I don't need to say where. And Austin brought me here for music and I've expanded my businesses. I've met people. I've had, I have multiple best friends. I mean, these guys in my van, you guys are my friends. Well, Ch- Tyler's filming. I've been friends with him since childhood. Yep. And Evan, I met on a rooftop doing something I love, playing music for people. <laughs> and he came back solid to his word, made everything happen. Yep. And I made everything happen. And we're at the beginning of this beautiful place. And Austin, Let's us do that. Do that. Yeah. And it's such a badass place where people can take care of business. You know, there's all these tech companies and advertising and marketing and all these high level jobs where, you know, people, when you go out in town, they don't want to talk about that shit. I mean, that's work. It's what they do. They take care of business, but they just want to kick it. They just want to throw up a hammock, hop on a paddleboard and kick it. And so, like we can operate on that level, you know, where we're getting things done, we're doing the things that we want to do, we're creating the space that resonates with others. Um, and, you know, I see that that's what this platform is going to be. Um, I'm not just doing this for myself. It's so much more. Um, what I want to do is really just create space. It's that, got good vibes, you know, at, at the least. If at a the product, least. Yeah. You're, you're putting out something that will resonate with people that they can automatically feel this is positive. Yes. And this is, there's some sense of community. There's friendship. It's, it's what people, what people need. There's love. I love love Evan. I love Tyler. I love life. We're here and and people need to feel that. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're emanating out of this super hippie, amazing (laughs) van is you take one look at it and you're like, love. Yeah. Life is good. That makes me so happy to uh, hear. <laughs> this is this is where it's at when the doors are open. Yeah. People fly in. Yeah. It's like there's light in this van. Yeah, I think I mean we if are you the had light. To put your finger on it, you know, what would it be? Man, about it's the space. It's it's the whole thing. It's it's mm-hmm. you're inside a moving treehouse. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. And that you just got to come check it out. Yeah, come I mean, to Zilker Park, see the the green van. You can't miss it. It's an amazing artwork with a yeah. What is it a chimp? Chimp, yeah, four foot on the chimp. side. My boy Jonah hooked that up out here Virginia on the weekends Beach. at Zilker Park. Yeah, and we're just vibing. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what I want this to be. You know, other than the the organized events um, and spaces that we're creating. I mean, I'm going to be on the podcast tour. Yeah. Like set up other cities. Once once the pandemic's over, we can go anywhere you want. Go anywhere. You know, doing pop up events, mobile podcasts. Bring some music stuff with us and we can generators, speakers, and we could, you know, party when we show up and slow it down. Podcast with the 
Yeah. Somebody, random people in the group, the community. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, we can create the space anywhere we want with our friends where they can contribute and share their crafts. It's really cool. So, you know, and, you know, to those of y'all that are listening, um, that follow the page or people have shared um, this platform with, that's the vibe I'm looking for. I, I don't want this growth, you know, just to be about numbers. Um, I want to interact. I want to share space. I want to have a community. So when you see this thing roll up to Zilker Park or you see me in this van or around Austin, just know that you have a friend, you have a space and you can come and kick it and express yourself freely because that is what Austin is about. And so when I hit that loop around Zilker and you see this chimp van, you know, monkey van, whatever you want to call it, I haven't settled on a name yet. Um, If you have any ideas, let me know. But just know that you can come through and hang out and there's probably going to be good music pumping and uh, just good vibes where, you know, yes, we're sir. free, you know, we're free. So, um, you know, so much love to you, David, um, for Hello, coming yeah. on, man. And, you know, to think that, you know, we um, are just getting started on this journey. Oh, my. And uh, to see that the, the opportunities that are going to present themselves, you know, if we just stay out of our own way and uh, continue to focus on value and being genuine and being the best that we can possibly be stick to your um, routine which i fuck up all the time uh <laughs> but you know i reset as often as possible i go back to the things that make me a better person and um and sharing space with good genuine people creative people inspires me it motivates me it drives me i feel that and it's so important for us to continue to do that. Got to spread that. I do. Makes I do, everybody I would, better. I totally agree. Um, you know, so if we can do that, if we can, okay, give Austin, Texas, you know, the rep it deserves. Keep it. Keep the culture that we grew up knowing and loving alive. Um, if we can create space that allows people to express themselves, feel loved, and be free. And we can do that with our friends who all have something to bring to the table in their own way. That is a train that I want to be on and I want to be a part of. And, you know, just here we are, you know, I got home six months ago and to think that we're finally here and episode one is rolling. And we're about to get out of this, out of this pandemic, everything, the wheels are moving. The wheels are moving forward. The scene is changing. We have momentum on our side. Chapter one. Yeah, man. So just everybody that's listening, you know, if you have something that you've wanted to do, uh, if you've had something that you wanted to express or start, like I said, action inspires action. If Write it anything, down. If there's anything, I hope that you get out of the way I live my life and the things that we talk about here, it's this, it's that. Time is going to move forward no matter what. And as long as you are doing something positive and chipping away at your goals, no matter how small, they will happen. They will come true. They may change, but if you do this the right way, yeah, they're going to be so beautiful. Um, 
you know, I've, I've always had goals. I've always been driven and motivated. Um, but they were always from the wrong place. Oh, it was always ego or pride or desire. And those are the three, um, states that I have tried to be the most aware of in the way that I carry myself. And it's a fight. Every ego, day. pride, desire. desire. Yeah. And, um, so if I can identify when those are happening, which is quite often true. And I'm just become aware of it. And I remove myself from that. Then I can allow life to continue on its trajectory without me getting in the way so because I'm not trying to make the shit happen out of proving anything to anyone or to myself. Now I'm just watching life happen. I'm watching how opportunity falls into place. Do it if it feels right, like your intuition, like you said. On a level to where now, if I feel like I'm reaching or trying to do anything, I don't do it. Yeah. It has to be undeniable. Seamless. It has to be a synchronicity. It has to feel like fate for me to say yes. And that's how this feels. Um, that's how our relationship is felt. That's so true. Um, that's that's how I'll continue to do business. That's how I'll pursue the ideas that I have or other people present um, is flow. That's it. That's, that's the, the whole thing in my whole life. Flow. The people that have really made the biggest bang have weirdly shown up literally in front of me, next to me, lived by me, worked by me, and just, just showed up. Yeah. And I, if you don't have the state of mind to be like, oh, what's up? You're cool. You know, like some people live life with their blinders on because they're so fucking stressed out that they can't even handle anything that's new or unexpected. Like people step out of their doors in the oh, morning wow. and they have and now an they're idea. Look down at their phone. Yeah, AirPods. Talk in, about blinders. How about a yeah. tunnel that yeah. <laughs> that's the worst blinder you've ever seen, dude? It's insane. And here's the, here's the scary part: a they like it, b they don't even know it. No, yeah, I think that's like a it's a New York thing, it's a city thing. But people are waking up to that. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of things we can thank for that, mm-hmm. and. Um, we just hope that the people continue to stay open-minded and seek the better desires in life yes. because then what you desire will change and you can focus on your goals yeah. and your goals will bring you the things that you really want. And that's uh, getting able to experience the beautiful life, staying present and being grateful. Like you said, and working on not having my ego in front of me and being more humble and not having this pride and, and what was what was the third thing you talked about? Ego, pride, and desire. And desire. Mm-hmm. I used to desire things with the wrong intention. When I was little, I wanted to be a rock star. Probably because I knew I wanted to be. But as I got older, I wanted to be because it would be cool and famous. And it would be really cool. You are a rock star. But, but, but now, but, but I am. And it's uh, now I'm more humble and I'm really grateful that yeah. this is weirdly, I've been alive for a minute, but it's weirdly yeah. my chapter one. And for I'm sure. ready to go. Yeah. I desire different things. I want to feel good. I already feel good. I want to help people. I'm already doing that. So what's next? Expansion. I I want to make music. Yeah. And that's it. I want to expand and uh, yeah, just tap into that momentum that you've earned. You know, by no means is this something that you you win. Yeah. Van didn't just show up outside my 
my my loft and say, "Hey, get in. We want to do a podcast with you." Yeah, I'm well, like, you oh, put cool. yourself in. You put yourself in positions to where people can see that you put the time in. I this mean, it's the first podcast I've ever done, by the way, and it's really cool. Boom, that, uh, seamless. It just happened. Yeah, I didn't do Was anything. It forced? Mm-hmm. No, not yeah. at all. You know, three years ago, I wasn't. Hey, let's do a podcast. And I'm lucky. It's in yeah. a really dope van. This, yeah. y'all, y'all, I guess y'all will see this. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah. Um, Tyler will get some shots of yeah. the art yeah, on the check ceiling. Check out the page, um, and then, or just really come ties see it. the van together. Come see it out the Zilker. Yeah, but um, you know, I think I think we're on a, a good page to wrap up. And you know, I think we'll we'll definitely be back around. Yes, sir. We're gonna have many more of these conversations. Um, we need to because yeah, it's, um, it's better than a lot of the other shit that I see out there, There's, and people could get with this. Yeah, no matter who you are, um, there there is value in the lessons that you've learned and just taking a chance to put it out there. You know, this journey for me started a few years ago um, where I started opening up on social media from a pretty vulnerable place through sharing what I was journaling and writing and some very novice photography. And, um, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even necessarily really want to do it, um, but I realized that it was necessary for me to real understand how to reach people and how to connect. And I have tried, and, and I've it works. Aired, but yeah, they, it is the way. It is the way you can reach a few people connecting with them in person, and it feels sure. magical. Yeah, but guys, it's it's the internet or bust, and that means you got to get social media, you got to get a YouTube channel. That's what Instagram, I realized. Twitter, all and of it. it's you, to really influence people in a genuine manner, you have to go where their attention is. And for, you know, a few years ago, that was only on people's phones. So I knew that I had the potential to reach one individual. That was always the mindset that I posted with was that I might reach somebody that I either know or don't knowing, you know, most of them, um, and seeing that, showing them how I'd kind of express myself about things that we don't typically share opened us up to a deeper level of connection. Yes. But, you know, just being able to reach anyone in the world, no matter where they are in other countries and other groups, other nationalities, it it's doesn't pretty, matter. That's pretty cool. It's amazing. It's pretty cool. I can just hashtag a city and send something. And guess what? That company or city or person has a more than 1% chance in right, looking at it. Right. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, sharing your story, sharing what you've been, it may help one person out there. And then, you know, on a local level, on a community level, we can do so much more than that. You know, my goal isn't to interact with people three seconds at a time or one impression at a time where they're scrolling through an endless feed and you know you or I are pouring our hearts out into our crafts, that's not why we're doing it. What we're doing is hoping to create the space and be successful enough at doing our own thing to where we get a chance to have more time with people, to you know make an impression on them that's long-lasting. And have and more higher quality time with people, which is obviously time, what this time. is all about. I mean, this this is a step in quality that control, you guys. That's what we're here for. <laughs> I'm taking names. I'm kicking people out. Is yeah. what I'm really good at, actually. So uh, I hope that 
I don't know. <laughs> this is all growing somewhere great. Yeah. And right now it's pretty great too. I don't really know what it's going to be, but no, I have no idea. It doesn't matter. It's going to be very big though. And it's going to be fun. And I'm excited to share it with you and you, Tyler. Thank you for having the man me. man behind the camera. Shout out photo stub. Episode look one. Up, look him up on Instagram. Episode one. Done. But guys, keep an eye out um, on the radar. We're dropping these first three podcasts and um, we're going to have one hell of a party to celebrate. Yes, sir. And um, my goal is to do four, five, and six the week after that, all released on the same date. And then from that point on, we should be rolling these out once a week, um, depending on what the demand is. Um, but there's nothing hard about doing this now. The, the work is done. This and was now, easy. This was the easiest thing I've done all day. No doubt. And at some point I did nothing. <laughs> and that's the way we should live, man. Yeah. Easy does it. Easy does it. So thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Um, I love each and every one of you. Um, if you have any questions about my journey, um, if you have any ideas uh, about the direction that this thing is going um, or ways that you feel like you want to contribute, just know that that's the reason I created this space. Um, so don't be afraid to reach out um, through Instagram or email. On Instagram, I'm at Easy Does It. Uh, what's your handle at Easy Dan? Uh, David Trap. David and Trap. That's one P. Yep. David everybody, Trapp. everybody knows. Hell of a musician. Thank you. Um, I've been working with him for years now. <laughs> and uh we're just in the beginning. We're just getting warmed up. And then uh yep, photo stub behind the camera. So um yeah, all of y'all that are listening, come see me out at Zilker Park. The sun's shining, that's where I'll be. And uh we'll continue this conversation. Own your space. Let's go. Let's go. Easy does it. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the, the Candle, Candle Power, Power Hour. Hour. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one -on -one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, The Interviews. Electric Acid.